Okay, can we talk about how you're fucking goddamn from like two weeks ago about how you heard man footsteps on your fucking front porch just terrified the fuck out of me when I pulled up uh-huh. to your house because there were two random ass dudes standing in your driveway? God damn! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know them. <laughs> I was, like, frantically calling you, too, to be like, yo, we're about to get fucking murdered. Like, should I get out of my car or just leave it locked? <laughs> should I leave you? Do you want to get in the car? Would you like to place your child in here for safety? It could zoom us out of here. Should we all bail or <laughs> lock ourselves in? Should I turn around now? Oh, my God. I know. I was so freaked out. And then they kept walking down into, like, your canyon and shit. And I was like, oh, they're totally just faking it to be like. Oh, I wasn't here for the cars. Yeah, I wasn't here to rob this house and then get caught. I do think my car is unlocked. Well, now there's going to be somebody waiting in there to murder you. Well, God damn it. <laughs> but my dumb ass, because you didn't answer your phone, I was like, I'll it's just, probably fine. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'll just get out. <laughs> I mean, they would have to like really hustle up the canyon to get me and I'd have enough time to be like, no, and like to, dive back in my car. To waddle back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I don't up. know who I'm kidding. I'm not quick on my feet right now. <laughs> no, but they seemed like not in shape people too. So. No. Yeah. There was like an, a really old guy and then like a younger dude wearing a ball cap and I was like, neither one of those are Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I think that it's the guy that owns the lot behind our house is the really old guy. Uh-huh. And then I don't know who the younger person is, but oh, they're Brandon's, just hiding dead bodies. They could be. It's just an empty lot. Yeah. Brandon's been trying to schmooze the old guy so that he can be his next of kin because I don't think he thought he had any, <laughs> any family or anything. Uh, that might be his family. It might be. It might that, be like a son or something. That might have been like a Mufasa Simba moment. And they were like, you see all this land? <laughs> Someday all of this will be yours to weed whack. <laughs> Does the old guy go back there and weed whack it? Yeah, once a year. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So yeah. you don't catch on fire. Yeah. Well, he gets a notice from the city that's like, hey. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Clean your shit up. Oh, man. Anyway, and then when I come inside, all I had to say to you was like, there's two dudes in the driveway. And you were like, zoom and ran right to Brandon. I was like, there's two fucking dudes in the driveway. <laughs> I'm not going out there. Are you kidding? Hell no. If I can't see them from behind the security door, <laughs> then I'm going to go get Brandon. Yeah. But I go in there and I'm like, there's someone in the driveway who goes, it's Stacy. <laughs> like, no, it she's was in the her. house. God damn it. <laughs> it's someone else. Thanks a lot. And then he got up real quick. Like, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, shit. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 44. Welcome to episode 44. I was waiting for you to correct me on the number. <laughs> no, you crushed it. <laughs> nice. Hey, Aaron, give me your goddamn. All right. Well, All mine right. is a pretty good one so far. Uh-huh. It's that there's a dude in my driveway. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, we cover that one. Yeah. No, uh, I hired an assistant. <gasps> Yay! Yay! So he started on Monday. And awesome. He seems like a relatively normal person that oh I can... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that I can get along with. How'd that happen? I don't know. Thank your lucky stars. Yeah. By the way, it's only Wednesday. <laughs> it's been three days. <laughs> and he hasn't it's, quit? No, he hasn't rage quit. He actually said, I really like your sense of humor. And I was like, is he being sarcastic? <laughs> Fuck you too. Yeah. 
<laughs> I really like your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say something weird back? No, I was just like, oh, glad somebody does. <laughs> so that's probably a weird thing to say back. <laughs> no, that seems like, you know, appropriate. The yeah. modest route. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like, uh, duh, I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, good, because I got one-liners for days. Ooh, you're going to have to broach the, like, murder subject soon. Yeah, I don't know about soon. Okay. <laughs> Just so you couldn't listen to podcasts out loud again. Oh, no. I listened to them all on my headphone anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't you and Dylan used to listen to them together? Yeah, we did. Oh, the good old days. I know. And then I got headphones that I don't mind wearing all the time. Because that was when I got had those stupid white headphones from iPhones. Uh-huh. And they're hard as hell and they hurt your ears. Yeah, because we got small ear holes. Yeah. So then I got new headphones and they were comfy. And so I could wear them all day. And then Ooh, I... girl. Yeah, listen to whatever the fuck world. I want. Then you almost sliced them open with an X-Acto blade. I did. <laughs> and now they have fucking tape around them. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it classy. Yeah. So, uh, Stacey, give me your goddamn. Well, my goddamn is obviously going to be pregnancy related because uh-huh. I'm still fucking pregnant. Still don't have a goddamn baby. Not here yet, but it's only been like three days since our last recording. Yeah, we but are like still. powering through these right now. <laughs> You've been like in labor for those three days. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. Well, that's part of my goddamn is I went and I got a fucking membrane sweep. Ooh, you got swizzled. I got swizzled. Ugh. If people don't know what that is, I'm pretty sure we've talked about it before. I think if we you, probably have. Yeah, if you don't know what that shit is, a doctor literally sticks her fingers or his fingers in your goddamn cervix yeah. and like fucking swizzles you like a goddamn blender. You try and separate your fucking Ugh. shit from your other shit. Yeah, it's very scientific. Yeah, inside <laughs> inside a thing that's not no not a big hole. No, please don't put anything in there. Yeah, and they just swizzle it around like okay. it's nobody's business. So she's swizzling me around mm-hmm. and to be honest, it, it wasn't very painful because I'm like three centimeters dilated Ugh. well Ugh. it was three and a half and so it didn't really hurt it was super uncomfortable yeah you feel it like in your back teeth oh my god and like it makes this clicking feeling inside of you <laughs> yeah. and i can only imagine that's her finger like slipping off the edge of my cervix or something Ugh. i don't fucking know man it's her nails <laughs> but anyway so she's going to town swizzling me really fast right trying to get the shit done because she knows i'm not gonna enjoy this yeah and she's talking to me while she's doing it i'm focusing on the ceiling like yeah just kill me now and she's like you know i like to compare this to peeling an orange what it's just like peeling an orange you know when you're separating the skin from the actual orange and i'm like get the fuck out of me right now you're like well (gasps) that's the same doctor you have the doctor right now that i went to like for two visits during my first pregnancy Uh and she fucking split me open on the table and was like (laughs) oh let's do a fucking whatever like look at all your shit right yeah and my husband was there and she looks at my husband and goes do you want to see her cervix (laughs) and my husband's like all right yeah (laughs) like yeah why not i I get to look inside my wife's vagina like let's dig (laughs) see what's in there and then they're both just like peering inside me and i'm there (laughs) staring at the ceiling like can you guys just get out of me now (laughs) are you done yet like super uncomfortable so yeah i could see her talking to you the whole time because she was like pointing to brandon like see it's right here and like had the little fucking q-tip and you can feel it like no no touching me in the elbows right now please stop (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't need a goddamn anatomy lesson right now oh my god it's so true she's like crazy but like in a fun way i actually yeah. really like her <laughs> i only went to her twice and then my insurance changed so <laughs> so then i we probably would have stuck one. with her yeah i think it's funny though because 
she does a lot of the things that like if you read on the internet and all the blogs they're like don't do you know like the membrane sweep everybody's like oh it has no proven effect or whatever you know and yeah. she's like you want to do it i mean it might send you into labor in a day or two it might not do you want to do it and i'm like just do okay it. <laughs> yeah or she's like do you want to be induced a week earlier and i'm like well i don't know i was thinking about maybe not being induced if i don't need to if there's yeah. not a medical concern and she's like you could plan childcare." and i'm like you're a fucking genius lady <laughs> <laughs> you could plan childcare. i could plan my vacation <laughs> sign me up <laughs> that's what she actually said exactly yeah I, I liked her. I thought she was nice and everything. But my doctor did the membrane sweep too. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty common. Yeah. It's just when you read the stupid blogs, yeah. which I read a lot of because I'm like, okay, I just had a membrane sweep. How many people actually went into labor? And everybody's like, ah, don't vaccinate your kids. Don't do a membrane oh, sweep. Oh, God. Yeah. Give birth in the elements with an elephant showering you. All the toilet in researchers. In the Amazon rain. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, never mind. You're crazy. Yeah. You actually have to give birth on all fours in a pool. Yeah. Or in a Which, tub. listen, people do, and that's great, but don't be mad at me for my epidural. <laughs> yeah. No, I want drugs. <laughs> give me the drugs. Where are they? <laughs> Where are... Why aren't they in me? No. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Solid goddamns. <laughs> You know, shit, by the time this comes out, we keep saying this, by the time this shit comes out, I'm going to have a baby. There's no way this baby can still be inside of me. No. For a whole other week? No. That's a long ass time. Yep. That's past your due date. Way past it. Yeah. This baby's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got this. All right. You're a goddamn warrior. Okay. Get this shit out of you. Thank you. I really, you're delivering it very believably. You're welcome. Do you need ice chips? (laughs) (laughs) That's all you're allowed to have. That's all you get when you're giving birth. Anyway. All right. Hey. You give me your fucking, you know, my story? murder story. Yeah. I'll give you my murder story. Ooh, I'm so excited. Actually, mine might not be a murder story. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, 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 bum. That's all right. Give me your story. Give yeah. me your story that's going to make me say, God damn. I will. Okay. All right. So mine is about a lady named Tammy Lynn Leapert. A lady friend. A lady. <laughs> okay. So Tammy Lynn was born. I'm, her name's Tammy. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it, Tam. It's not. I mean, her middle name is Lynn, but I'm pretty sure everybody just called her Tammy. <laughs> yeah, but you're calling her Tammy Lynn. <laughs> yeah, if I call her Tammy Lynn, I don't. I'm sorry. It's it's how you roll. Yeah. Apparently, it's my southern charm coming out. Yes. All right. So Tammy was born February 5th, 1965, in Rockledge, Florida. Okay. And she was a gorgeous, ooh, blonde girl. Yes. She was five foot four, which. I thought was kind of short for a model, but yeah. she was like a supermodel. Not a Ooh. supermodel, but she was a model. Yeah. But apparently she rocked it. Killing it. Yeah. Crushing it. It's like Instagram model of our day. Exactly. Doesn't matter how tall you are. Just have to be a social influencer. Exactly. <laughs> Saying a lot of words. <laughs> so she was always very happy and loving and always smiling. And she started doing beauty pageants when she was four years old. So Ooh. she was one of those kids. Yeah. And by 16, she had competed in over 300 beauty pageants. Lord. And she had won over 280 times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she was gorgeous. Killing it in the pageant world. Mm -hmm. And apparently she, you know, had like a talent and could smile pretty and speak (laughs) semi-eloquently. Uh-huh. Yes. (laughs) All things needed for beauty pageants. Got it. (laughs) 
So she was also on the front cover of CoverGirl magazine in October of 1978. Oh. Yeah. Making covers. Mm-hmm. And she had a minor role in the movie Spring Break that came out in 1983. Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh, she played a boxer. Okay. The movie poster shows like a bunch of dudes climbing up what would be like a hill to put a flag on the top of it. Uh-huh. But it's a lady's hips. Oh, yeah, yeah, And like yeah, her yeah. waist. Uh-huh. Well, apparently that's her hips on the oh, movie okay. poster. So yes. she's fucking made it, right? Yes. Got her curves on a movie poster. Mm-hmm. And after filming the movie Spring Break, Tammy went to a weekend party. And according to her friends and family, she came back as a different person. Oh, really? Really. How so? Well, there was this guy named Wing... Oh, God. Like a wing <laughs> of a bird. Sick name. Is that a nickname? I don't know. <laughs> but her mom had kind of taken this guy under her wing. Stop it. And so he was wing living was with was taken under her wing. Ha! Got him. I didn't even think of that when I wrote it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's probably very subconscious. Yes. It was late. <laughs> what is it called? Taking him under her wing. Yes. Oh, yeah. She took wing under her wing. <laughs> But he was living with them. Okay. And Tammy and Wing were like brother and sister. Like they got along super well, but it was nothing. Romantic. Yeah, exactly. And Wing said that she began acting paranoid at home. And for an example, when the phone would ring, Tammy would race Wing to get it and then tell him before he answered to say that she wasn't home. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's like, the fuck is this about? And she's like, don't worry about it. And she wouldn't talk to him about it. Just be my cover. Yeah. She wouldn't give him a reason and she wouldn't talk to him or her mom or anybody. Just like, don't fucking, I'm not here. Don't let anybody get in contact with me. Interesting. Yeah. At one point, she told her mom that she had seen something awful that she wasn't supposed to see. Uh-oh. Yeah. A dead body. <gasps> bum, 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 bum. A murder. We just don't know. Okay. Actually, that's one of the big mysteries of this story. Huh. She said that she believed that someone was trying to kill her. Oh, my gosh. But she wouldn't tell her mom any details of what she saw or who might be after her. That is such a scary thing. Like, as if another loved one. Yeah. If another loved one came to you and was like, I saw some shit and I think someone's trying to kill me for it. Like, how, how I would die, like, needing to know what you saw. Exactly. I would, I would like, I would have to know. You'd have to tell me. Yeah. That's like being like, oh, I have a secret. You can't know it. And like, well, no, fuck you. You just told me you had a secret. So now you have to tell me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. You you just have to. Like, you can't just do that. <laughs> yeah. I saw some shit. Oh, really? What was it? Nothing. Nope. Get back here. Yeah. You, no. <laughs> that ain't going to stick. <laughs> yeah. That's not how that works. Also, I'm pretty bad at keeping secrets, though. Like, if you press me enough, I'm like, all right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I guess. I'm like, you really want to know? I'm super excited to tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been waiting for you to ask. That's why I brought it up all cryptically. Yeah, because I knew <laughs> I couldn't leave this room without you t- me telling you. <laughs> exactly. So at one point, Tammy called Wing over to her room and had him look out of her window. And she was like, what do you see? And he okay. said, the neighbors got a new van (laughs) i guess that's what i see and she was like exactly what (laughs) yeah and he's like okay (laughs) crazy i just imagine him like his eyes widening and then him like backing out of the window screen yeah like (laughs) bye out of the picture (laughs) but she was like well the van has mirrored windows meaning that they can see us but we can't see them oh and 
I mean, if my neighbors got a brand new van with mirrored windows and I already thought that someone was after me, I'd probably be a little sketched out too. Yeah, a little, like you would put the two together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I might go knock on the neighbor's door and be like, hey, do you get this van or is this the fucking people that are after me? Yeah. Like just parked on the know. street. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure like fucking Karen up the street isn't trying to yeah. spy on me. Yeah, yeah. So following this, she locked herself inside her the house for like nearly two weeks oh my gosh yeah so she really thought this yeah she was like done she was going crazy so she was offered a small part in scarface where she played a pretty lady that distracts the lookout car during a chainsaw shower scene Ooh, okay (laughs) which i haven't seen the movie in like a thousand years me either probably high school was the last time i saw it yeah and i think i only saw it once So I don't remember the scene. I don't remember anything about it. And I could not find it. Like, just the clip. Everything was like, do you want to buy it? And I'm like, I'm not that dedicated. No, no, no. (laughs) We don't need that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to watch the whole movie. (laughs) I just want this part. Uh Uh-huh. So she made it into another big movie. Yeah, she made it. Which is a huge movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Scarface? Yeah. It's like a cult following. Exactly. So that's why I wanted to apologize for not knowing exactly what that scene is. Yeah. For all those people who are like diehard Scarface fans. And now who have just lost all respect for us. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So she accepted the role, obviously. Yeah. And during filming, she stayed with a family friend who was named Walter Leibowitz. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. And on the fourth day of filming, apparently Walter got a call from the casting director saying that Tammy had a breakdown on the set. Oh. Yeah. So he was like, ah, shit. Gotta go get her, right? Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. And they said that there was a scene where someone was getting shot and there was fake blood being sprayed. Uh-huh. And while Tammy was watching this scene, she started freaking out hysterically and oh. it got so bad that they had to take her to one of the set trailers. So maybe that's what she saw. And it was, like, triggering something. Yeah, it's kind of what I'm thinking is she Uh, saw some shit and was like, book, that's a trigger. (laughs) That's exactly what you said. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So then Walter went to the set to talk to her and found Tammy in hysterics. Uh Uh-huh. He said that she was in a tremendous state of fear and anxiety. Oh, Lord. And she kept saying, they're going to kill me. Oh, my gosh. She was talking about money laundering Uh and that she didn't know where to hide. Okay. So there is some speculation that she saw, like, some big-time criminal money laundering that was going on. She's also in Florida. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of large crime syndicates, I guess, at the time. Uh Uh-huh. And so some people are speculating that she kind of got not caught up in it, but saw something she wasn't supposed to see there. Got it. Yeah. So she wouldn't tell him exactly what was going on, so he suggested to her mom that she take Tammy to a psychologist and the police in case there really was someone after her. Oh, shit. So to be like, hey, take her to a psychologist in case this is all in her head. But also, like, if someone's trying to kill her, take her to the fucking sheriff, right? (laughs) Sheriff? Sheriff? (laughs) (laughs) So Tammy ended up quitting the filming of Scarface and went back home. Oh, really? Yeah, after this little incident. She's in the movie still. Okay, but but she didn't continue her role. Yeah, I don't know if they had more plans for her or if it was over, but she was... Audi 5000. Got it. At her mom's insistence, she ended up talking to a sheriff, but apparently never mentioned that she felt her life was in any danger. Oh. So yeah. they're like, all right, bye. Like, Thanks. Good talk. Yeah. Good to see you. See you later. And at home, she was still paranoid and was convinced that someone was trying to poison her. Oh my gosh. In her own home? 
Yeah, I guess. Huh. Sometimes at home she would have Wing taste her food before she would eat oh, it. Oh, shit. That's a good friend. Yeah, right? I'd be like, wait, how serious are you about this, though? <laughs> like, are you a little bit off your rocker? Yeah. Or is someone honestly trying to kill you and you're just trying to take me down with you? Yeah, I don't want to go that way. <laughs> also, is this a fast-acting poison? Or are we both yeah. going to die? <laughs> how will you know? Yeah, exactly. If I'm like, oh, it tastes a little weird. <laughs> or if I just fucking keel over right now like <laughs> i thought it was a little odd but wing was a good sport and he did it yeah oh what guys do for hot chicks right <laughs> he did say there was a episode of unsolved mysteries about it that uh-huh. i watched and he was in an interview and stuff and he's like she would over always come over after she put on her makeup and was getting ready to go out and she'd like kiss me on the cheek and be like oh i need to blot my lipstick and he's Aww. like, yeah, and he's like, at first I hated it because, like, stop, get off me. But then eventually he's like, I wore it as, like, you know, a kind of thing of pride because it was Tammy. Like, Aww. yeah, she's this gorgeous girl. Supermodel, yeah. Yeah. So after the Scarface thing, uh huh, she didn't come back as the same person okay. again. Like, she's she changed even more. Yeah, she's even further into it. And her mom said that she had a wild look in her eyes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Not a wild look. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Her mom was a little... Interesting? Interesting, yeah, yeah. On July 1st of 1983, she was having an exceptionally paranoid day. Uh Uh-oh. And had accidentally locked herself out of the house. And so she took a baseball bat that was outside and broke a big front window of their house to get back in. Oh, my gosh. And as she's, like, smashing this to bits, Wing comes out and is like, what the fuck, man? Knock on the door. Wing was inside. Yeah. And I guess she, (laughs) allegedly, she had knocked on it and was like, let me in the house. Let me in the house. Oh, so she was, like, freaking the fuck out. Yeah, like, nobody would come. And so she got this bat and did it. And then I don't know if he was, like, slow to get to the door or was just, like, Like, Woke up from it it or something yeah yeah but then heard a giant fucking window being smashed (laughs) so then he was like uh hey just come inside right yeah look the door's open but now we have a giant hole in our house (laughs) yeah you know they can get in now right (laughs) so she freaked out and she freaked out on him and started accusing him of locking her out and trying oh she was trying to attack him with like the bat yeah and her mom ended up being able to calm her down but said that it seemed like it took a while for Tammy to actually recognize her as her mother. Whoa, like to, to come down. back yeah. to reality. Yeah, yeah. Like she was far gone. Yeah. So Tammy's mom checked Tammy into a mental health center for an evaluation. Uh-huh. And they found no drugs or alcohol use. Okay. Which was obviously my first thought. Like, yeah, like this chick's high on some shit. Yeah. And like an actress. Yeah. In the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a pretty common thing, especially in Florida. Yeah. A little bump of coke. Yeah. <laughs> like keep, keeps you going, right? Yeah. Keeps, keeps you skinny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they didn't find anything. Interesting. And so they kept her for 72 hours for observation. And then they released her because there was nothing wrong. Yeah. When she was back at home, she made her mom promise her that if anything were to happen to her, that she should get even with whoever did it. Oh. Yeah, but would Avenge my death. <laughs> Which is something I tell my dogs literally every time I leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> they I would, hope, too. <laughs> I hope they would. I hope they make a movie out of it one day. It'll be like Air Bud, but it'll be like fucking The Punisher starring Carl. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so... 
That's kind of according to her mom, though, that she was like, oh, basically avenge my death, right? Yeah. I, as a mother, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I would dig. Oh, yeah. Like, I wouldn't just be like, okay, sweetie, whatever you say. You I don't know? know, though, because we're pretty sarcastic. So, like, if you said that to me, I, granted, you're not in full hysterics all the, all the time. If I if my but, personality was different, Yeah, though, but if you said that to me, I'd be like, well, duh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> duh, I'm going to do that. But of course. Right. And, like, with my dogs, where I'm like, oh, not back, avenge death. And yeah. they're like, bark. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so the mom didn't dig at all. I don't know if she didn't dig at all, but she didn't get anything out of her. Okay. She had tried to figure out what might happen to her, but Tammy said that he's still going to try to kill me. Ooh. That's like all she would say. Oh my gosh. Who, Tammy, who? Fucking right. (laughs) So Tammy's best friend was a guy named Rick Adams, Uh and they went out the day that she was released from the hospital. Okay. And according to Rick, he said that they got out of his van van mm-hmm. <laughs> and tammy turned to him and said rick i love you oh and he said well tammy i love you too <laughs> it's a great reenactment thank you <laughs> i've been practicing <laughs> and then she supposedly said i might be going away for a while oh cryptic yeah and then that was it uh-huh. like that she got home safe fine right okay And the next day, her mom said that everything seemed okay and that Tammy appeared to be making an effort to show that everything was fine. Okay. And then her friend came to pick her up. They did not say if it was Rick. I'm assuming it was not. Okay. But a friend came to pick her up and she said bye to her mom and got into the friend's car. And then her mom said she had like an awful feeling and she Uh just knew that that was the last time she was going to see her daughter. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then the friend and Tammy drove to the beach where, according to the friend, they got into an argument and Tammy requested to be let out of the car. And Uh so he obliged. Okay. And he let her out near Cocoa Beach in a parking lot at about 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. This is about five miles from her house. Okay. She didn't have her purse on her or her shoes on. When she left the van or? The car. The car. Or the vehicle that they were in. I don't know if it was a van because I don't know if it was that friend. Was it in the car? Were those things in the car? Or she left like her house without her shoes? and It didn't specify. Oh. Not positive. Weird. But when he let her out of the par- into the parking lot, she didn't have those things on her. Oh my gosh. So, I'd be like, okay, I know you're mad, but come here. Get your shit at least. Right? Like get your purse so you can get a taxi home or something. Yeah. Yeah. So she was wearing a blue denim shirt with flowers on it and a matching skirt. Mm-hmm. And as far as anyone knows, this person, this friend, Guy, yeah. was the last person to see Tammy alive. Oh, no. Police obviously investigated this friend, and I don't know, like, how thoroughly or what his story was or anything. Yeah. They ruled him out as a suspect. Okay, interesting. However, her mom has apparently stated that Tammy was afraid of this guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then why would she go with him? I don't know. Yeah. And why would the mom be like, hey, you know how you're super paranoid and think someone's going to kill you? And you know how you're afraid of this guy? Yeah. Do you want to stay home? Yeah. Like. Yeah. What are you doing? What's going on here? Yeah. She's only 17. So you can keep her there. She was only 17? Yeah. And she was in like all these sexy roles and shit? Well, I mean, yeah. I'm just assuming they were sexy. (laughs) 
yeah spring well, break yeah she was like a pretty girl and she was in like a bikini on the movie poster and stuff oh, okay. so yeah she yeah she was in sexy it wasn't like getting down sexy time yeah yeah but, still. but her body was out there yeah she's probably 16 if she was 17 this time yeah anyway so police talked to some friends who said that tammy was having issues at home and that they believe she probably left home willingly to like run away oh okay tammy's mom refuses to believe this uh-huh and Naturally. i can yeah i was gonna say i can kind of see that like from her perspective yeah which i'll tell you about in a second but okay. also like just as a person being like no, no 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 that's not the case she loved it here you know yeah yeah i'm great <laughs> yeah and to support her mom's denial a little bit tammy had plans to go to la to shoot a new movie where she was actually going to be the star Jeez, she's crushing it. Yeah, and she was going to be playing herself uh-huh. in a movie called Cover Girl Behind the Scenes. Oh, wow. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's a super big part, you're, you're I would You're going to run away from that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so the mom was like, she's going to go to L.A. from Florida. Like, that's the farthest that you can get away from me if you wanted to run away. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you just go there or wait for that? to move there yeah Yeah. like you wouldn't run away and squander all your opportunities exactly which i get i absolutely get yeah that perspective of it so wing is stuck on the fact that tammy kept talking about seeing something she wasn't supposed to see Uh uh-huh and he believes that she met with foul play okay tammy's mom believes that either tammy met with foul play or that she doesn't know who she is like amnesia maybe oh shit yeah so they haven't found her. No. They haven't like, found a body. They haven't alive. found anything. Yeah. yeah. So this is my fucking... Breakdown of the situation? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My Detective Aaron walks in? Yeah. Uh, hold, let me put on my doctor hat really quick. Ooh, okay, let's see it. <laughs> well, if Tammy was in the middle of a mental break and was being, like, unjustly paranoid... Yeah. I could see kind of something like amnesia happening. Yeah, like, like she just loses it. Yeah, if she's completely lost her mind... Although I have no idea if you can actually get amnesia without like, I don't Bonk know. in your head or some shit? Yeah, like getting hit in the head or having hypothermia or something. Like yeah. some other cause of it. I don't know if it can, something that can just come on. Like an emotional yeah, trigger? Yeah, like a stress thing or something. Yeah, I have no idea either actually. I don't either. But that's all we know about Tammy Lynn. Tammy Lynn. Tammy Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Tammy. Sorry. Uh-huh. And... Like I said, they never found her body, and no one ever came forward about seeing her after the friend dropped her off in the parking lot. Damn. Here's my theory. Okay. Her fucking best friend. Yeah? This Rick guy, right? Yeah. He fucking did it. He totally (laughs) did it. He absolutely did it. You think Rick was her friend that they that picked her up i don't know that he was the friend that picked her up or not Uh uh-huh i'm assuming probably okay but unsolved mysteries season five episode one Ooh, giving us the deets lay it down for us yeah like go watch it and look at rick watch him talk it's only like he's in it for i don't know a minute and he's suspicious as fuck and he creeps me the fuck out really yeah why just the way that he says it like like i love you too tammy yeah and why (laughs) would you tammy goes missing and you come out after all of that and you're like oh she actually like said that she loved me oh like that's weird right like he's using the platform to show how how much she admired him exactly like how 
great of friends they were or how like close they were or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not to like help find it's just like you're just validating your relationship at that kind point. of yeah. yeah like he had nothing else useful to say other than they hung out that day and she said she loved him and he said he loved her and she was like i might go away for a while which what? again creates this alternative that could have happened like oh yeah. she said she was gonna leave and oh, now sure. she's gone what'd you do to her buddy like right? why are you saying that exactly like huh, that gives me the fuck out interesting and even if you're just saying as like oh she loves me as a friend or something it seems like it's too much yeah. like are you're trying to justify it or it's not needed it's not necessary exactly i like how i haven't even seen this but you can convince me instantly i'm like oh i'm judging him too oh yeah you hate anyone that i hate exactly though, so. <laughs> And then I later find out they're awesome, and I'm like, oh, man, sorry I hated you at first. Yeah, exactly. I judge people real harsh in the beginning. <laughs> I don't, which is my problem. Yeah. And then everybody's like, no, no, no. She's, like, literally crazy. And I'm like, really? I had no idea. Oh, you're fucking right. Or, second theory about this guy, uh -huh. is that he had, like, some crazy fantasy where they were oh. actually in love, you know? And yeah. maybe he was in love with her. And, and so killed her. Yeah, if he <laughs> came on to her and she rejected him or something, oh. then maybe he did this and then came out later and was like, oh, no, she loved me and I loved her and she said she was going to go away. So, like, don't look into it any further. You yeah, know? that's all there is. Yeah. I'm hoping that the police investigated this guy, obviously, and ruled him out. Yeah. But again, I don't know what his alibi was. I don't know anything that they fucking actually did or question exactly huh that's interesting but he's my number one suspect yeah public enemy number one yeah is fucking, fucking rick. rick yeah <laughs> fuck that guy fuck you rick sorry if you have nothing to do with it i'm yeah. judging the shit out of you <laughs> <laughs> this is why people say we victim blame <laughs> i know right sorry oh well listen i'm not victim blaming tammy's the victim exactly She's the victim you're here. right you're right yeah well damn that fucking sucks yeah yeah it's crazy right she for sure has to be dead though you don't just go missing that long with amnesia and no one finds you no no like, I don't see the running away thing either just because of, like, her whole L.A. thing oh, that yeah, she's going to no do. Oh, yeah, no way. Especially if you're 17 and you got a movie named after you or, you know, portraying yeah. you yourself. Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. You you're about to star shit. in a movie. Yeah. No, you're no, not no, going to no. run away from that. No, you wouldn't. And Something bad happens. you're the chick. You're the pretty girl in Scarface. You're yeah. the pretty girl in Spring Break, which was another huge movie at the time. Yeah, like, yeah. You're doing really well. You're not going to go run away. How weird. And you have a recognizable face. Yeah. Like, no. Well, that's fucking crazy. Right? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Let me tell you my story. All right. Lay it on me. I will. Okay. My story is about Fred Flanagan. Ooh. Fred Flintstone. Nope. <laughs> Greg Flanagan. Oh. <laughs> why did I say Fred? You said, you did say Fred. I did say Fred. All right. I just don't know why I said Fred. <laughs> I was so nervous about saying the last name that I just totally <laughs> skipped over the first Bombed one. Bombed the first one. <laughs> Greg Flanagan. All right. That's my cat's name. <laughs> Flanagan? No, Greg. Greg. <laughs> I knew that. You did know that. <laughs> Fucking pregnancy. Yeah, right? Well, Greg was a 55-year-old Louisiana oil man. Greg is actually a gray and white cat. <laughs> with thumbs. <laughs> with thumbs. And he's sitting right in front of you. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> you didn't talk about him like he was a person. <laughs> he's an oil man. <laughs> anyway. All right. Okay, so Greg. Louisiana yeah. oil man. All right. Well, wait, would you call him an oil tycoon? I, well, 
he <laughs> like worked for an oil tycoon. <laughs> oh, all right. Actually, I don't know his money situation, but I'm just assuming. All right. He wasn't the tycoon. He no. was like the tyke. Yeah. <laughs> he would often travel to Belmont, Texas for work during the week. And then he would travel back home to his wife in Louisiana. All right. And his wife's name was Susie. And he would spend the weekends with her. Okay. And this is something he did all the time. Susie was in her 20s when she first met Greg, and she was a singer in a rock band. Nice. Yeah. And the two had married when they were really young, and then they actually split up at some point, and then they remarried as they grew older, like in their middle ages. Mm-hmm. And now they were like happy as can be, happy little couple. Yeah. Whatever, right? Right time this time. Whatever. They were happy. <laughs> Whatever. It must be nice. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> So Susie claims that Greg was like a creature of habit. When he would go away for work during the week, he always stayed at the same hotel, mm-hmm. which was the Elegante Hotel. Ooh. It's just the word elegant with an E with one of those like little fancy little squiggly lines above it. An accent. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Not a tilde. No, Til- that's, that's the squiggly one is the tilde. Yeah. yeah. Tilde. Tilde. Whatever it's Tilde. Matilda. With the Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, okay, so the Elegante Hotel is Uh where he would stay. All right. And he lived so much out of his suitcase from, like, always being in a hotel every week that he even had a routine of, like, where he would put his suitcase in the room, where he'd hang his toiletries, and where he'd put his dirty clothes. Like, that kind of thing. This guy was, like, a super tidy guy, had a system. Yeah. You know. Sounds like he would if you're away for the whole week. My dad used to travel for the whole week and then be home on weekends. And he has a goddamn system. Yeah. See, this is your guy. Th- this is your guy. This is your dad. Yeah. This is for sure my dad. Yeah. Sounds like him already. So your dad, after work, <laughs> he would always come in and crank the air conditioner because it's like the middle of fucking Texas and it's really hot. Uh-huh. And he always liked the room really, 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 really cold. All right. And that's not my it. dad. My dad's <laughs> like, I'm not paying for AC. I'm like, dad, it's a hotel. Yeah. You don't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the room charge. <laughs> but that's us. Every time we go to Vegas, right? We just like crank it down. And then you're like freezing in the middle of the night. Yeah. And you're like, it's always Why? so cold. Is it so cold? Who put it at 30? <laughs> <laughs> it's because you were just outside with your skin blistering. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he would turn the air conditioner really low and then sit back on the bed and he would lay down like a hand towel on the bed and he'd put his ashtray and like snacks and he'd sit back and watch TV and he'd put a towel down so like he didn't make a mess, right? Okay. And he'd yeah. just sit there smoking cigarettes, eating snacks. Sounds gross. Yeah. But it was his routine. Yeah. All right. I mean, to each his own. If you yeah. smoke in your bed, you probably shouldn't do that at home, but in a hotel, it's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's dangerous, but if you smoke... You're already living on the edge. <laughs> yeah, you're going to die either way. So so on Wednesday, September 15th, 2010, in room 348 of the Elegante Hotel, Greg was sitting back and he was having a little smoke and enjoying his little snack. It was a candy bar. Mm-hmm. And he was watching the movie Iron Man 2. All right. And this ar- seems too normal. Too recent, too normal. Yeah, too like, recent. Like, how is this going to go awry? Yeah, like, I want this to be in the 50s because he's sitting on his bed smoking a cigarette. Like, no one does that. <laughs> That's what's getting you? I yeah. mean, well, he was a 55-year-old man, so. I mean, yeah, I guess. All right. Well, it's only going to get weirder. All right. Because it's my story. <laughs> yeah. So around 7 p.m., he gets an email from his wife, Susie, And she says something along the lines of, like, she's using this online program to file her taxes or to ask for an extension or something like that. And she was giving Greg an update. And he replies back to her saying, you're doing a good job, babe. Like, (laughs) keep up the great work. You're nailing it. 
What a guy. He's being all sweet. Yeah. Well, that was the last communication that Susie had with her husband before he was found dead. Uh-oh. Bum, bum, you bum, said bum. this is my dad. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, just at the beginning part. Too close to home. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so I guess every morning Susie and Greg would talk on the phone before he started his work day. Uh-huh. But on that Thursday morning, Susie never got a call from Greg. And when she tried to call him, he obviously wouldn't answer the phone. And then when his workday started and his coworkers started to become concerned because Greg never showed up, they decide to go over to his hotel room and knock on Greg's door to be like, yo, what's going on? Like, this isn't like you at all. You're always at work. Yeah. What's going on? So they get to the hotel and they go and they knock on the door and Greg doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. Naturally. They get the hotel manager to open Greg's door and they immediately find him dead on a green rug of his hotel room. Ooh. He was doubled over on the floor, and his skin was already, like, grayish blue, suggesting Ooh. that he had been dead for some time now. Yeah. And there was a burned cigarette in his left hand pinned between himself and the floor. So he'd been smoking when he collapsed on the floor. Okay. And there was a wet spot on his genitals Uh-oh. of his pants. But Whoa. Like the crotch of his pants yeah or yeah. did his pants have genitals <laughs> no 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 the crotch of his pants all right <laughs> you're right that's a weird way to say that <laughs> like he had the kind of those like you know this like g-string underwear that you could put on that it's like an elephant nose yeah <laughs> little, oh god yeah, gross anyway no 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 these are just like normal i don't know if they were pajamas or if they were like you know jeans or some shit but i see Anyway, his pants had a wet spot where his genitals are. Okay. (laughs) And it was also noted that the room was exceptionally warm. Uh Uh-oh. So Detective Scott Apple is called to the scene to process it. And when he walks in, he notices that the room is almost in, like, pristine condition, meaning that there's no signs of a struggle that took place in the room. Yeah. And there was no blood or obvious wounds or anything to Greg's body at first glance. Okay. To me... As yes. of right now, with my detective hat on. Yes. It sounds like you just had, like, a heart attack. Well, you're a pretty good detective. Thank you. So, let me continue on here, because you're yeah. going in the right direction. All right. But Greg still had his wallet in his pocket, and in his so wallet... So, those are not pajamas. Uh, yeah, that's what made me think, because this whole time I was like, well, for sure, if you're watching TV, eating snacks, you're yeah, in no your pajamas. no one has pants on in yeah. a hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, supposedly, well, maybe the wallet wasn't in his pocket. Maybe that's, like, I wrote that wrong. Ooh, maybe. But I wrote, he still had his wallet in his pocket. <laughs> and no, it feels like you wrote it right then. Yeah. Because it means it's like on his person. Yeah, you so know? it was on his person and it had a few hundred dollar bills in it. Damn. So he obviously wasn't robbed mm-hmm. and there was no sign of forced entry into the room or anything. Yeah. Did he have like the chain on it? Who I don't know. See. Who doesn't though? Hotel 101. Yeah. But you know, it sounds like he's still staying at a very elegant hotel. That's true. So it's probably a bar. Did sound very upscale. <laughs> Elegante. <laughs> <laughs> so the detective starts asking around to like the neighboring rooms, the people who were staying there and asking like, hey, did you hear anything last night? Yeah. Like, did you hear a scuffle, a yelling, a yelling, a single yelling? <laughs> Or anything like that. And no one reported anything out of the ordinary. Okay. So the detective was like, okay, Greg died of natural causes. There's no, like, foul play here. Yeah. So far, I agree with him. Yeah. And Greg's wife was like, hey, guess what? You're probably right, because Greg would never go see a doctor. And 
Although he didn't drink in excess, he did drink often. He fucking smokes in bed every night. Exactly. And she was like, he's a chain smoker his entire life. Yeah. And he even had like the fucking black lung cough to prove it. Yeah. He he has cancer. Yeah. So it's not that far off, right? Cancer of the body. It's everywhere. Exactly. All over. Yeah. So everyone just assumed that his lifestyle cut up to him and that he had died of like a heart attack or something, right? Also, I picture a relatively overweight gentleman. Actually, he was described as slender with, like, gray hair and I think, like, a scruffy little beard. Oh, all right. Yeah. Not what I was picturing. I know. (laughs) I didn't write that part down, but I'm glad we talked about it. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Okay, so everyone's like, okay, for sure, his lifestyle caught up with him. Died of a heart attack or something. Yeah. Even though it's sad, at least he died quickly and hopefully it was painless, right? Yeah. So Greg's body was taken to the medical examiner. Mm Mm-hmm. His name was Tommy Brown, Dr. Brown. Ooh, good old Tom Brown. And he performed an autopsy to determine the cause of death, right? At first, during the visual inspection of the body during the autopsy, Dr. Brown notes that there was an abrasion on his left cheek from where his face had hit the ground or like the carpet. But he didn't notice like anything else. Like everything else looked fine to his body. His body looked untouched. Yeah. But he started to look a little closer and he noticed that Greg's scrotum had a half inch laceration and that the sack itself was swollen and discolored. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. Ugh. That's why there's a wet spot on his genital exactly. pants. Exactly. And the body was leaking edema fluid. Oh, what is that? I guess it's like your body. It's kind of like when you swell, it's called edema. Okay. It's like, I forget. Like that clear pussy stuff? Exactly. Like your blood vessels or some shit let off this fluid and it causes the swelling and also the leakage from trauma. Yeah. Was he into some stuff? You know. You mean like some stuff? Yeah. Some like kinky (laughs) stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're gonna have to hold onto your seat and find out. All right. I'm buckled in. And so we're all assuming you and me is who I mean by we're all we're all assuming that's what that wet spot was on his pants you said that a second ago yeah he, he jizzed himself yeah <laughs> he jizzed or I was thinking this edema fluid <laughs> or that too yeah yeah but they didn't describe they just described it as wet not bloody so anyway yeah well that clear stuff yeah I mean, you have to leak a lot of that stuff though I know but if you have a half inch cut on your hoo-ha yeah or your scrotum if you're a dude and it's like swollen and mad <laughs> okay so get this the bruising on his scrotum it had spread up his groin area across his right hip so the medical what? examiner was like oh someone had hit greg really really hard in the groin like maybe he'd been kicked really hard there owie yeah every guy is like doubling over right now right i don't even have a scrotum and that sounds <laughs> awful do you like how I say scrotum? I just can't handle the word. It's a very proper word. It is exactly how it looks. Like that word and then a scrotum. Yeah. Like they are the perfect match. Yeah. Yeah. Scrotum. Scrotum. It sounds like an old man. Yeah. Like a fucking... How it looks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So then Dr. Brown, the medical examiner, he opens Greg's torso and what he finds is alarming because he <gasps> finds a bunch of blood. Uh-oh. That's not as alarming if you're opening a torso, but blood where it's not supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, right. And a he lot opened a body, and he had a ton of blood. <laughs> what? And there was a lot of internal damage. 
he found lacerations to the intestines and it was causing like partially digested food to spill into his abdominal cavity. Ew, what? I know. His stomach and his liver also had lacerations. Why? Along with a few broken bones. <gasps> I'm sorry. Those bones were ribs <laughs> to specify which bones. Okay, still they're bones. They yeah. count as bones. Uh, and they're probably the worst bones. Right. he got organs all around him. And he, Did he, like, get the shit kicked out of him? Well, uh, How do you we get, will speculate. Okay. How do you get cuts in your fucking intestines, though? In your body? Yeah. Like, like someone make you eat glass? I don't know. But the, he also had a hole in the right atrium of his heart. Ooh. Yeah. So once the medical examiner found all of this internal damage, he ruled that Greg had to have either been beaten to death or something had to have crushed him. And that his wounds were so extensive that he would have bled out within 30 seconds from being struck. Holy shit. Yeah. But nothing, like, popped the skin. No. Like, his whole outside, there was no injury other than his scrotum. How? So, he determined that the damage done to the scrotum was likely caused, like I said, from a hard kick to the groin. Uh-huh. And he claimed that the type of damage he saw in Greg's body was comparable to someone who had been in a severe car accident. What? Right? Isn't this weird? Because of all of this evidence, Dr. Brown labeled Greg's death a homicide. Okay, good. Yes. But also, like, you would have external injuries if you got the shit kicked out of you. Right? Other than just a half-inch little cut on your scrotum. <laughs> exactly. A little half-inch cut on your scrotum. <laughs> Every dude's like, that's not small. <laughs> yeah, that would kill me. Yeah. Uh, so Detective Scott Apple the original detective, right? Yeah. He's called up and he's put in charge of solving Greg's murder. Good. And he gets the autopsy report and he's so confused. Like, how could someone be beaten up or crushed, but like only internally? Exactly what you're saying. Yeah. He had no injuries to the outside of his body other than his groin area. This is like the Dyatlov Pass thing where it's exactly, like... Exactly. Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. People are crushed, but no external injuries. Exactly. If he were beaten up, then he would have had to have been beaten up somewhere else. And the murderer would have had to brought Greg's body back into the room because the room wasn't, like, in a total disarray or anything. He could have... He didn't have any drugs in his system, right? They would have said that in the toxicology. Yeah, they didn't say anything about that. But I guess they were, like... Like, maybe a scuffle happened in the hallway or some shit and he, like, fell back into his room. Yeah. But because of that cigarette in his left hand... They're like, there's no way that you're fighting with a cigarette in your hand, and there's no way that the killer put him back in here and then was, like, detailed enough to put the cigarette between his hand and his body. Yeah, and there's no way that he just had, like, kept it in his hand if someone was moving him around. Yeah, exactly, if you're being attacked. Yeah, that's crazy. It didn't make any sense. Plus, Them cigarettes beat him up from the inside. Ooh, maybe. (laughs) Plus, everyone that knew Greg said that he was, like, the nicest guy in the world and he didn't have a single enemy, so who the fuck would want to beat him up? Yeah. Detective Scott starts digging around, and he keeps hitting a lot of dead ends. He does, however, find out through maintenance logs at the hotel that at some point on that Wednesday night when Greg died, that Greg was making popcorn in the microwave, and he accidentally blew a fuse. Okay. And this blew the circuit to his room, as well as the other rooms adjacent to him and underneath him. Okay. And he had to call the front desk and be like, hey, guys. Sorry about it. I was making some popcorn. (laughs) I was just... Getting my poppy ready. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And this blue. So then this helps Detective Scott form two theories on what could have happened that night. Okay. Somebody got pissed that their porn got turned off. (laughs) Exactly. The first theory is that the maintenance man who responded to the call 
Well, I guess he had a past of sexual violence. Uh Uh-oh. And maybe when he entered Greg's room, he unleashed some like weird kinky fantasy assault thing on Greg and used a screwdriver to drive (gasps) through Greg's scrotum up into his abdominal cavity, causing death. What the fuck? Right? Flathead or Phillips? (laughs) (laughs) Important question. Asking the real questions we need to know. Well, the detective goes through and he interviews the maintenance guy, like, extensively, and he was a dead end. Okay. Plus, I'm not even 100% sure that you can drive a screwdriver from a man's groin all the way up into his heart. Oh, not into his heart. I mean, I have a really long screwdriver, though. Oh, maybe. (laughs) It would go to my heart. Yeah. But I don't know about, like, a grown man. Like a 55-year-old man? Yeah. Oh, my God. Can we not talk about that? Jesus Christ. That's how you know you're a fucking detective and you've seen some shit. If that's like your first theory, you're like, this guy's into kinky sex and he ran this fucking screwdriver up this guy's body. Yeah. Also, to be so specific about it. Yeah. What's going on, Detective Scott? <laughs> yeah. You want something you want to talk about? <laughs> or did he like see a screwdriver that was exceptionally long and was like, that could have done it. This could have happened. Yeah. Or was I he just know. like, check out what I got at home. I've I, always thought about this. I don't know how he reached that conclusion, but right. it was it was not a, a valid one. <laughs> I don't think I would be that creative as a detective. I don't think I would either. That's why we're not detectives. Yeah. So the second theory was that there was a group of union electricians that were staying at the hotel working on a job for a few nights during the same time. Mm-hmm. And they were known to go drinking at the bar after their shift and they would kind of get like a little rowdy. Yeah. And one of the men was actually staying in the adjacent room to Greg in room 349. Mm-hmm. And the guys would often go to the hotel bar, get drunk, and then go back to this guy's room and kind of like shoot the shit and keep partying. Yeah. So maybe Greg was like, yo, keep it down. I'm trying to pop my popcorn here. Yeah. Can you not? <laughs> I need well, to hear it pop so I know when it's about to burn. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> Detective Scott was like, well, what if that night the electricity went out and the drunk guys got pissed and went knocking on Greg's door? But they wouldn't know why it went out. Maybe, but maybe they saw the maintenance guy come to Greg's room and Greg was like, sorry. And so that's how they knew. Maybe. And so then they get into an argument and the electricians beat Greg up and leave him to die alone in his hotel. Okay. Many of them. still feel like you should have external wounds from that. Yeah, it's kind of weird that you wouldn't. Also, can we address the half inch cut on the scrotum again? Yeah. Because I feel like if you were thinking that's going to be a fucking screwdriver or whatever that would then be a puncture wound yeah and like the medical examiner could tell the difference between that and a laceration or a cut well you would think i would think that i do think that but you're in for a doozy okay many of these electricians were questioned and they all claimed that they had no interaction with greg that night and plus like we talked about how the cigarette get put between his body yeah and you're not going to fight with a cigarette in your hand or whatever. So yeah. it doesn't really match up. And he doesn't have external wounds except yes. for this little cut. Yes. So the whole idea that someone could have crushed him is inexplicable. <gasps> what? Oh, my God. Oh, no. I was just thinking. <laughs> you know the, like, the the doms that crush people? Oh, yeah. They're, like, into crushing or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's their specialty. Oh. Maybe he was into that. And, like, his wife wouldn't know about it, right? She wouldn't know. And he's at a hotel all week long to get crushed. Exactly. <gasps> You're at a hotel. He just maybe. wants to feel small. Right? <laughs> exactly. So maybe he had some some stronger bigger lady sit on him that's a really good theory because they were like there's no way he could be crushed there's nothing in this room to crush him and there's some shit about his genitals so maybe she was like crushing them first beating them up a little bit Lord, while she was like sitting on his chest can you imagine being crushed and that's what it does to your insides that would suck oh my i'm not God. into it 
Evidently, he died really fast, though. So. Some people are into it. And, and listen, I'm not some, here to judge. Some people would be happy to die that way. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So I think I just solved the case. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Case closed. Should I stop reading the rest of my notes? <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Throw it away. We're out. Case closed. <laughs> Call Detective Apple. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Call Detective Apple. <laughs> okay. So after a few months of no leads, Susie, Greg's wife, decides to hire a, pri- a private detective to help see if he can look at the case from a different perspective. Okay. Right? Because before she was like, oh, that's okay. He died of natural causes. And then as soon as it was ruled a homicide, she was like, fuck you. I'm going to figure out who this is. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I want answers. That's my hubby. Exactly. Enter Detective Ken Brennan. All right. He starts working on the case, and he immediately suspects Susie the wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why he- would she hire you, Ken? <laughs> And he starts, like, pounding her for questions and information. Huh. Was he? hey Pounding her? Nah. He's just, you know. Was he just, working her pipes? He's just working all avenues, right? Yeah. You know. Was he working her pipes? Sorry. Gross. Like a 12-year-old. <laughs> nah. He was just really trying to solve the shit. Yeah. And he soon rules her out as a suspect. Well, that's good. she gained, like, very little from his death. And her character checks out. And basically, they were being faithful to each other. So there's no, like you know other man or reason to kill him right yeah also if she didn't want to be faithful to him he's gone for all days, the time five days out yeah. of the week like the easiest way to not have to be yeah you can literally live a double life yeah okay so <laughs> as he's questioning Susie, he learns that she found it like really odd that when greg's body was found the room was so warm yeah she mentioned how he was a creature of habit and loved the room like super cold and everything mm-hmm. and she also mentioned that greg was right-handed but Greg's cigarette was found in his left hand. So these two details help the private investigator, Mr. Ken, find a reasonable time of death, and he worked with Detective Scott to help map it out. So now he's teaming up with the other, the original detective, right? Yeah. So he concludes that there's like a log, the maintenance log, at 8.30 p.m. That maintenance guy left Greg's room, and Greg was alive and well. And he's thinking that when the electricity blew, the AC had gone out. Yeah. And Greg must have died before noticing the air was out, which it would have taken like a couple minutes, like five, ten minutes before you realized the air conditioning wasn't on. Yeah. I would know immediately because I'd be like, why is my sound on? hot? (laughs) I just need the sound. That's the only reason I use that shit. that's true. That's true. I would be like, it's fucking hot. But I guess it would take me like five or ten minutes to notice that. Yeah. Because otherwise he would have turned the AC back on. So they're thinking that he died shortly after 8.30 p.m. All right. They also figured that since Greg was right-handed, this suggested that Greg had time to, like, you know, light up the cigarette before being injured or whatever. And for some reason, he was headed for the door when he died, and he had transferred the lit cigarette from his left, from his right hand to his left hand to open the door with his right hand. Ooh. So. Okay. Somebody showed up. Perhaps. The private investigator still wasn't sure what caused his death. But he was sure that there wasn't a struggle and that things had been calm before he died. So he thinks that for some reason, whatever that is in this room, around 830, Greg dies. He suffers his injuries and he's like on his way to the door or some shit when he dies. Okay. Maybe trying to get outside to be like, hey, I'm dying. (laughs) Someone help me. Yeah. Kind of like what you would see in a heart attack person, right? Yeah. So the investigator turns his eye back to the electricians staying in the adjacent room. Because they're his best bet for figuring out what happened that night if they heard anything at all. Yeah. And he re-interviews them because originally the Scott guy interviewed him. The Scott detective. Mm-hmm. Mr. Apple. Mm-hmm. So he re-interviews Detective him. Apple? Yes. Detective <laughs> Apple. 
But Detective Ken re-interviews these guys, and one of them named Aaron... <laughs> the double A, the guy kind. Ooh, ah, oh, so close. <laughs> he mentions that he had heard secondhand something about a gun going off that night. What? No. And the private investigator dude was confused, and he was like, no, 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 not this case. You're talk- This is a case about a man being beaten up or something. Like, yeah. The- what you're thinking of is a different case. But the Aaron guy was like, I've never heard of that different case. Like, no, I'm talking about this one. So now- a gun. So now the private investigator is like, we're going back to the hotel room, and we're searching for a bullet. Okay. And so they go into room 348, and they search everywhere. And they don't find a bullet, but behind the door, they notice a small indentation in the wall about perfect level with, like, a door handle that would, like, bang into the wall. All right. And it had been, like, patched over. Okay. But when the detectives opened the door, the hole in the wall didn't align with the door handle. Ooh. bum ba da bum. All right. A little sketch. So they're like, okay, let's go into the room next door, 349, where those guys were staying, and let's check out the other side of the wall and see... If, if there's a hole on that side. Yeah. Yeah. So they get over there and they see this small light pink filled bullet sized hole in the goddamn wall. Light pink filled like with Bondo? Like with toothpaste. What? Yes. The hole on this side of the wall is smaller than in Greg's room, suggesting that the bullet had entered from 349 and exited into Greg's room where it had like a larger hole. Oh, where yes. it went straight to his scrotum because he was laying on the bed. Bum, 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 bum. <gasps> but they would have found something in his body, wouldn't they? Okay, so. Oh, my goodness. The private investigator and Detective Scott, a.k.a. Detective Apple, they <laughs> hollow out the filled holes and they shine a laser pointer through the hole to show the trajectory of the bullet. Yeah. And it lands right on Greg's bed, exactly what he said, where he had been lying watching Iron Man 2, <gasps> smoking a cigarette, eating his snacks on the night he died. He got shot in the hoo-ha? He got shot in his hoo-ha. In the man-ha? In the man-ha. Right in his scrotum. So, right right to the scrotum. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. That'll break your bones and fucking move around through your body. Oh my god, that'll fuck some shit up, right? Oh my god. So here's the problem, though, is they can't start claiming someone shot someone to death or accusing anyone of shooting someone to death if the autopsy claims that that someone didn't die from a bullet wound. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're like, uh... We need to go talk to the medical examiner. Yeah, find this little bullet fragment or whatever. Exactly. So they go to Dr. Brown and they're like, hey, is it possible that Greg was shot and that's what caused his injuries? But the medical examiner was really adamant that it wasn't, it was like impossible. And so they were like, okay, let's exhume the body. And he was like, no, we're not going to exhume the body. That's too traumatic for the family. Plus he had been cremated. Oh, and that would be more of a reason. Yeah, that would be more of a reason. But was there a bullet in the cremations? That's the thing is cremation is such a high temperature that even the bullet wouldn't survive it. Oh. There's not going to be anything there. So they agree that instead they'll go over the autopsy photos together. Okay. So they all sit down and it's clear from the photos that it was really possible that a bullet had entered Greg through the scrotum and trailed up his body through the organs. What? Hitting his ribs and ultimately his heart. The injuries drew almost a straight path, but because the scrotum skin is so soft and palatable, not palatable, yummy, (laughs) pliable, (laughs) but because, (laughs) fuck it, keep it, (laughs) because it's soft and pliable, (laughs) still giggling like a little kid, because the skin is so soft and pliable, 
The wound had kind of folded over, making it not look like a blood entry wound, but instead a laceration. Yeah. So like you were saying, like, well, could you tell? Well, there's so many tell? fucking wrinkles in it. You just stretch that <laughs> shit right back over it. Right? Just like flops around. Yeah. So like you were saying, though, like wouldn't a medical examiner be able to tell the difference oh. between a puncture wound versus yeah, yeah, a laceration? laceration? Nope. Evidently not. All right. I think a good medical examiner might have been able to. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he's just like, oh, there's a tear. God damn, that sucks. He probably didn't feel good looking at it. <laughs> probably not, right? They should have had a lady come in. She would have been more ju- more objective. <laughs> Maybe. So based on this new discovery, the medical examiner was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, exactly. found out some shit that I should have found out before. Exactly. And so he changed the report and said that he couldn't rule out the possibility that this guy was shot yeah so now the private investigator and detective apple they pull in two of the electrician guys that they had interviewed for some more questioning yeah and they start by interviewing the first man tim steinmetz and they had him walk through his testimony of that evening Mm -hmm. that him and the few guys had been in the co-workers hotel room that co-worker's name was lance mueller and they were having a few drinks, and they heard nothing out of the ordinary, and they had not interacted with Greg or anything. And then the detectives were like, is that everything? And Tim was like, yep. And they're like, okay, sign your statement. And they even had the statement notarized. Mm. And right before Tim was leaving, he like was like, oh, is that all you guys wanted? Like, did you really fly out here just to ask me that question? Because they weren't in Texas anymore. Like, yeah. wherever those electricians are from is where these two detectives flew to. Yeah. Tim was like, is that really all you needed me for? And they're like, well, not exactly. You're in a lot of trouble because we know what happened that night. And if you don't tell us what happened, then you're going to go to jail with Lance, the guy who had the actual hotel room. Yeah. And Tim was like, why am I going to go to jail with Lance? And the detectives were like, because you just filed a false police report. (gasps) So they trapped him. Yeah. That's entrapment. That is. So Tim gets scared to shit. And he starts spilling the beans. And he claims that that night that they had been drinking and hanging out in Lance's room. And Lance had gone down to the car to get more whiskey. And he came back with his 9mm Ruger pistol. Mm -hmm. And started to play around with it. And pointed at his coworkers and shit. Cool. And they all started ducking and cursing at him. And being like, put the fucking gun away, you drunk asshole. Don't do that shit. Yeah. And out of nowhere, the gun fires. Yeah. Obviously, because that's how these stories go down. Mm-hmm. One of the co-workers thought that he had been shot, but the bullet had barely missed him and went through the wall behind him and into <gasps> Greg's room. Yeah. Although they didn't know that part at the time. like They, they just knew it went to the wall. Yeah. So the workers then leave the room because they're like, fuck you, Lance. You're not fun to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. You're and, trying to kill everybody. Yeah. We don't want to hang out with you anymore. And Lance and Tim go back down to the bar for more drinks because that's exactly what they need. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, they see Greg being pulled out of the room on a gurney. Uh-oh. And Lance says to Tim, like, I think I might have killed that guy. <gasps> but he doesn't do anything about it. He doesn't tell anyone other than, like, Tim, you know? Yeah. And they both come up with this, like, fabricated story on what happened that night so Lance wouldn't be suspected of murder. Yeah. Which is the original story of, like, not hearing anything. They don't talk about the gun, whatever, right? Yeah. Side note. Lance and Tim claim to have come back to the room later that night and heard Greg coughing. Like, that's what they both say. But that would mean that he was alive longer than what we all thought. Yeah. Because he would have survived while he's laying there just coughing. But And you would think he'd at least, like, call for assistance. Right. Something but, just entered my scrotum? Yeah. <laughs> 
Can I please have the bellhop? <laughs> uh, I'm going to need room service for some ice. <laughs> <laughs> this is uncomfortable. But the detectives think that the men are mixing up what night that they heard Greg coughing. Oh. Because they were super smashed. Yeah. So next, the detectives get Tim to call Lance on a tapped phone. And Tim confesses to Lance that he had told the cops the truth. Uh-oh. And in doing so, like, he kind of baits him a little bit, you know? Yeah. And in doing so, Lance basically confesses to the exact same story. Like, oh, you told him about the gun and how it went off and da-da-da-da-da, right? <laughs> Let me repeat everything, detail for detail. Exactly. And so Lance seems shocked to find out that his bullet had actually killed the man. Because although he kind of was like, what if that's what happened? All of the media reports and everything said that he had either died of natural causes or from something else, but not a gunshot. Like, nothing ever mentioned a gunshot. So yeah. he figured that the bullet had never actually hit him. Well, I would assume not many people get shot through the scrotum into oh. their bodies, so people don't necessarily know what that looks like. Well, that's exactly what happened in this case. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, that's why we yeah. didn't know. So... Lance was tried and convicted of manslaughter, and he was given 10 years in prison. All right. And I guess the Texas law is, like, pretty lenient on guns accidentally misfiring because it happens so much. in Texas? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's like, I mean, judges are more lenient. They're like, yep, happened to me. Boys will be boys. (laughs) But the judge did note that he was being really irresponsible and playing with a gun while he was drunk. And he never once stepped forward to admit to like possibly being a part of this case yeah because he could have he could have easily just said like whoa this happened i was drunk like i didn't intentionally yeah my gun was fired right yeah Yeah. so instead he did everything to cover it up and he used and he lied to the police he lied to the police he used the toothpaste to cover that little hole right yeah he hid the gun in his car afterwards and then at a friend's house and then he hired a lawyer and asked the lawyer to hold the gun for him oh my god jesus right i didn't know that was an option I don't think it is. (laughs) This must have been a friend lawyer. Yeah, it was like, not for good lawyers. And then when detectives asked for the gun, the lawyer refused. So he was being shady. Yeah. There was something to hide. But if Lance, here's the kicker, if he just would have stepped forward and been honest, he likely would have never been charged with manslaughter or faced any prison time. Wow. And it took like eight months to solve this case. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? This poor guy got shot in the nuts. He got shot in the ball sack. Oh, man. And the scrotum. Right in the scrotum. Oh. Ooh, that and it went awful. straight through his body just the way he was laying. Can you imagine? Yeah, that sounds awful. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> right? Wow. Ugh. Anyway, so that's my story. That's an insane story. Isn't it? I don't know, man. I, I thought I had it solved with the Dom thing. Yeah, I think you were onto something. I if thought it, I was, too. If it wasn't a bullet. But you're right, though. That, that um, medical examiner, how, didn't he fi- how did he not find a bullet? Yeah, don't they, like, scan the bodies? Maybe least? he wasn't look what, like a metal detector. Not like a metal <laughs> detector, <laughs> but like a like an MRI, which would fucking blow up on a bullet, like metal I don't know. fragment. Do they do that? I thought they just opened them up and started digging around. I don't know. I would think that that would be, like, step one. Yeah, the easiest way. <laughs> yeah, because then you'd just be like, there's a giant bullet here. Figured it out. Case See solved. how there's a fucking... I don't trajectory know. yeah tube stuck into his b-hole like you could see all <laughs> kinds of things yeah without having to open them because i feel like once you start opening them you start moving shit around and losing stuff yeah maybe we need to change the way we do it yeah maybe those are the fancy medical examiners Ooh, that's the kind i would be yeah i don't want to get my hands dirty no i feel like if you were to start taking apart a body though 
you could easily miss a something bullet yep like I if do it too. was a tiny little fragment of a bullet anyway it's like a needle in a haystack yeah it's like when you tried to take apart your vcr and you're like i have way more parts than i need yeah i never <laughs> once tried that but yeah it's exactly <laughs> like that <laughs> or you're i don't know literally anything, anything yeah, else yeah any kind of electronic thing and you're like oh it's easy i'm just gonna get this cd that's stuck in my cd player out and so you start taking it all apart and you're like why are there a thousand screws like what does this go to i only need four and springs this is why we're not medical examiners probably yeah it's, yeah that's true that's, that's it figured it out yeah figured it out that's it <laughs> i don't have the patience for that kind of procedure <laughs> those are the cases where like the body comes back with the missing organs it's like people like us who are medical examiners yeah and forgot you're to like put the fucking brain back yeah putting it all back and you're like it doesn't all fit anymore just leave <laughs> the spleen out the who even needs the spleen no one's gonna notice the spleen is missing yeah and they're like they didn't even give me all the pieces back <laughs> sorry i'll put them in a bag oh shit all right lady all right those are that was a that was a doozy. Yep, they always are. Yep, that's true. We're <laughs> really good at this. <laughs> We're getting pretty damn good at this, I must say. So everyone, if you want to check out pictures pertaining to our cases, visit our website isgdpodcast.com. You can also find our merch and our Patreon link there. Yep. You can follow us on social media isgdpodcast. Or email us some stuff at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, send us some suggestions and we will cover them. Mm-hmm. Or you can send us snail mail to P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Perfect. And subscribe, rate, and review. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah. You Tell guys. your friends. Tell oh, your friends' awesome. friends. Yeah. Help spread the word. Yeah. Spread the word on mayonnaise nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Bye. Bye.